usually all gather on the Sunday morning, and a lovely Sunday morning it is too. And if you're here in person, or watching, listening online, or later on, listening by our CD ministry, you're all very welcome as we come to join to worship uh, this Sunday morning. And on your behalf, it gives me good pleasure to welcome back Reverend Kenny Hanna, Rural Chaplain, PCI Rural Chaplain, I should say. Kenny's no stranger indeed to First Rough Island, but also to this locality, being the good born man that he is. So, Kenny, it's good to have you back with us. I look forward to hearing what the Lord has done in your heart for each of us today. So, thank you, Kenny. Just a couple of things to make. Uh, Rough Island, this Orange Hall Committee, uh, will be holding their annual Orange Service here this evening at 7 pm, and the speaker is Simon Walsh. You're all very welcome to come and join with us uh, this evening. Next Sunday morning, the prayer meeting will be as usual at 11 a.m. in the minor hall, and the speaker next Sunday morning will be the Reverend Alex Chambers at 11.30. Could I just say thank you to all of you who contributed to and donated food to the food bank, to the local food bank, supporting CAP locally and the families locally in the summer period when there will be a bit more stress uh, on personal finances and budgets, uh, particularly with the lower income families and the more pressure for children that at home over the summer period. So thank you for donating to the Food Bank Appeal. And finally, just to say that COVID is a wee bit uh, rampant at the moment in the local community. Uh, we don't want to alarm anybody, but certainly just to remind everybody to uh, keep your distance and stay safe and look after one another uh, as uh, we try to manage the local infection rate. These are all announcements and I hand over to Kenny. Thank you. Uh, thanks very much for warm welcome. Good morning, folks. Good to be with you in first half time this morning. Really good to be here. I want to just read one verse from God's Word of the Bible as we begin this morning. Um, and it's from Hebrews 13, verse 8. It says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. We're thanking God today that he can be with us in any time of life, not because he can fix COVID times as well, of course. So we want to stand uh, and praise God uh, in our first place today as we gather to worship him in Christ alone. I hope it's right.
Jesus, who doesn't change, to always be with us and to always be after. I hope you believe that in your heart. I hope you know that in a real way by your trust in Jesus. And I hope if you don't know that, that by the time we uh, praise the benediction, we'll Jesus and his hope in your heart. Let's come in for him very much. Lord God, um, we, we can come before you today in confidence, not because of who you are, because Lord, we're sinners. And thought and by word and by action we make a mess of things all the time. Lord, we do it in our family, we do it in school, we do it at work. Uh, Father, we do it amongst our friends, we're always making a mess of things. So we don't have any confidence in ourselves. But we can have complete confidence in you, one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We've just read from your word the Bible that Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday and today and forever. He's not like us. He's not up and down. He's not unsure and uncertain. He doesn't change. And therefore he can be the bedrock and foundation of our lives. So that Lord, whatever changes for us, Jesus can be the, the great constant for us. And we can trust him. We can trust him to be our foundation. We can know him with us every day, whatever age we are, whatever our situation may be. We can trust Jesus, the great unchanging one, the Son of God, to be with us. And Father, if we're trusting Jesus already, we pray that we would know him nearby and in our hearts, not just with us, but going ahead of us each day. And we pray that that would give us great confidence and hope of encouragement in our lives, or whatever they may look like just now. May we know Jesus leading us and guiding us, encouraging us and bringing us his bright hope that doesn't change with our circumstances. And Father, as a result of that, may we live faithfully for Jesus this week and every week, because we know he is with us in every kind of life. 
And as a result, that means Jesus being honoured and glorified in us and through us. And for if as yet we don't know Jesus in that living and personal way, may we see, Lord, whatever we do have, maybe, Lord God, will just fade into insignificance one day when we meet Jesus as our judge, the Holy One of God, and we'll be unprepared to meet him. And Father, may we see, therefore, that wherever we have if we don't have Jesus, there's nothing that will truly matter. And so, Father, today, give us your help, give us your grace, your love that we don't deserve. To trust in Jesus' death for us, to wipe our lives clean and bring us his forgiveness. To know that Jesus is risen again from the dead on the third day, to be death for his followers. And so, Lord God, for the very first time today, bring us to trust in Jesus, to turn from trusting in ourselves or whatever else we're looking for, and to know in Jesus help for today and help for that. Lord God, come amongst us and may you be glorified in all that we do in this service and in how we worship one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We ask all this together in agreement in Jesus' name. Well, uh, let me encourage you to turn to the Bible beside you, hopefully. Uh, we're reading from Joshua 1 and Joshua 24. I'm reading from the Prophet Bible, and that's page 216. So Joshua 1, first of all, and then Joshua chapter 24. Let me encourage you, if you don't have a Bible with you, you'll have a phone. Turn on your phone, put it on Bible Gateway, and move up and follow along. But it's really important to have a Bible with you and to be following along. That's so important. Sunday by Sunday. So Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9, and then Joshua 24, verses 1 to 13. As you're turning to it, um, the background to this is that Moses, that great leader of God's people, has died, and Joshua, the young apprentice, has taken over leadership of God's people. He's a bit perturbed about this. He wonders what the future will look like, and God promises Joshua and be with him. So Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 to 9, verse 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, and from the great river the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mind. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
that's the, the, the kind of beginning of Joshua's story. Let's read together the end of it. And so Joshua 1 was Joshua as a young man. Joshua 24 is Joshua as an old man. Joshua 24 verses 1 to 13. So this is the last time that Joshua assembles God's people before him just before he dies. Then Joshua assembled all the tribes of Israel at Shechem. He summoned the elders, leaders, judges, and officials of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. Joshua said to all the people, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Long ago your forefathers, including Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, lived beyond the river, and worshipped other gods. But I took your father Abraham from the land beyond the river, and led him throughout Canaan, and gave him many descendants. I gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob, and Esau I assigned them the whole country of Seir to Esau, but Jacob and his sons went down to Egypt. Then I went to Moses and Aaron, and I afflicted the Egyptians by what I did there, and I brought you out. When your fathers, uh, when I brought your fathers out of Egypt, you came to the sea. And the Egyptians pursued them with chariots and horsemen as far as the Red Sea. But they cried to the Lord for help, and he put darkness between you and the Egyptians. He brought the sea over them and covered them. You saw with your own eyes what I did to the Egyptians. Then you lived in the desert for a long time. But I brought uh, you to the land of the Amorites who lived east of the Jordan. They fought against you, but... I gave them into your hands. I destroyed them from before you, and you took possession of their land. When Balak, son of Zippor, the king of Moab, prepared to fight against Israel, he sent for Balaam, the son of Beor, to put a curse on you. But I would not listen to Balaam, so he blessed you again and again, and I delivered you out of his hand. Then you crossed the Jordan and came to Jericho. The citizens of Jericho fought against you. As did also the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, Gergesites, Hivites, and Jebusites. But I gave them into your hands. I sent the hornet ahead of you, but drove them out before you. Also the two Amorite kings. You did not do it with your own sword and bow. So I gave you a land you did not toil, and cities you did not build. And you live in them, and eat from vineyards and olive groves that you did not come. And we'll finish off there. Hey, boys and girls, I want you to be really brave this morning because I know you don't really know me and I don't really know you. So look, I'm going to be brave by going down to the front. Right, that's me being brave, okay? And I want you guys to be brave and come up and talk to you. Look, that scary. So up you come and I'll come up and talk to you just for a minute. Up you come.
that's brilliant. Lots and lots of players, boys and girls, are looking forward to the first rough bedroom. You don't need to mums and all here who are coming. These are the reinforcements. In case you guys get into trouble, okay? Up you come, that's great. Brilliant to see so many of you here. And I hope we get this nice summery weather. Lots of you are expecting with your shorts and t-shirts and all the rest of it, even sandals and stuff, that's brilliant. Great. And if you have to move over there and let this man in here. There you go. That's brilliant to see a full over here. That's really good. Who's really sad to be off school? Who's really glad to be off school? See, boys and girls, you see if I was your age, I'd have both hands up because I, I wasn't really somebody who liked school all that. Yeah, I wasn't that keen on school. So it's always brilliant to get two big long ones. It's great, isn't it? To be off in the summer, that's just fantastic. Now, is this working for me here? Yeah, there we are. Now, what's this fella doing in the picture? What's he doing? What's he doing? He's building block, isn't he? And uh, he's got the trail there, and he's scraping off a wee bit of extra cement there to make it really, really tiny. Do you? How do you make it? A big thing, right? Well, the lorry can do it, the can, or you can put a wee bit, you can get a wee bit of a bag of cement yourself and throw a bit of sand in it and water and mix it all together and put it in the cement mixer. You can mix it with shovels, that's right, good man. You can put stone in it too, yes, if you're going to put in a wee bit of a foundation, you can put stone in it too, that's absolutely right. Now, what this guy is being an apprentice, if you, there's a wee kind of a hint in the picture. If you're an apprentice like this young fella here with the hard hat on at the front, if you're an apprentice, what do you think that means? If you're an apprentice, what do you think? Brilliant, you've just started and you're learning from other people who know more than you. Okay? Because there's always people who know more than us. And I'm always learning. And this young fella here in the photograph, he's learning too. He's learning how to be a builder. How to build well, okay? He's learning. Now, oh, he's far forward. Here's the thing. Joshua. You see Joshua there? <coughs> Joshua is a wee bit like that fella building block, okay? Joshua is an apprentice. And uh, he's learning. And he's learning from, what's the other name up on the screen there? He's, he's Joshua learning from. Moses, brilliant man. Moses is an old fella. See the grey hair he has? So Moses is an old fella. And Joshua the young fella is learning. Just take your hand away from me a second. Joshua the young fella, he's learning from Moses. And Joshua is like the apprentice. And so Moses is with Joshua whenever Joshua is young. But then something happens to Moses. What happens to him? We read about it early on. Joshua anymore because Moses dies. And so God is with Joshua whenever Moses can't be with him, right? 
as Moses gets an old man loses days, and then he's not with Joshua the young apprentice anymore, and Joshua has to take over from Moses. But here's the thing. Moses leaves Joshua, right? But God doesn't leave Joshua. And that's what I want you guys to get today, right? Moses can't be with Joshua all the time. But God can be with Joshua all the time because Joshua pretends to me and trust in God. And that means God is always, always with him. Now, you see, for our trust, this is very simple, for our trust is in the Lord Jesus. Here's what he says to us. Because Joshua's wee bit worried. He was not the apprentice anymore. And he's taken over. He's taken over from Moses. And he's a wee bit scared. This is the big job he's got to do. He's got to lead a whole country. Now, our country at the minute is looking for what? Who just stepped down from our government? Who stepped down? Yep. Boris Johnson stepped down as our Prime Minister. And our country is looking for a new Prime Minister. And way back then, God's people were looking for a new leader too. And that new leader, because he was the apprentice learning all about it, was Joshua. And here's what God says to Joshua, because there'll be sometimes boys and girls, there'll be sometimes things happen to you, and you can be a wee bit worried, and you can think, I wonder what the future will hold, and I wonder how everything will work out. Here's what you can say when your trust is in Jesus. I want to just read this verse to you from Joshua 1 verse 9. And God was speaking to Joshua, but this is for you too, when your trust is in Jesus. Here's what he says, right? This is God speaking to Joshua. And God says to him, be strong and courageous. I don't even know what courageous is, because that's a big word. I can hardly say it. Courageous. If you've got, well, if you've got courage, brilliant. You're brave. Be strong and brave. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, okay? And being discouraged just means to be down. You know, sometimes we can feel sad, can't we? Can't we all feel sad sometimes? Well, God says when our trust is in him and he's with us, we don't need to be discouraged, we don't need to be sad. Why not? For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And boys and girls, I hope you all have a nice long life and a happy life. You know the best thing to ask. The best thing is to have your trust in Jesus. And that means wherever you go, you Jesus. And that's just so good to me. Wherever you go, and your trust is in Jesus, he'll be there with you. And that is just so brilliant. Only God can be with us all the time. Like, so, whenever you're, yeah, whenever you're at school, I know you're off at the minute, that's brilliant, but whenever you're at school, when we're dad, they'll be talking with you there. Whenever you're at home, teacher can be with you. Whenever you're with your friends, uh, the be teachers are with you then, or your parents aren't with you then. But there's only one person. Just keep your hand in for a second. There's only one person who can be with us all the time. Who do you think that is? God's the only one who can be with us all the time. And when we ask Jesus, He comes to live in our hearts. And He's with us. Forever. How long is forever? Who can tell me how long the is? How long is forever? How long is forever? Infinity. That's a big word. What's infinity mean? What are you going to say? Forever is right. It never, ever ends. Boys and girls, I hope you remember that. I hope you don't just be 
Look at these second. I hope you remember that when you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus, He'll be with you for infinity. Forever. He'll be with you at school. He'll be with you when you're with your friends. He'll be with you at home. He'll be with you when you're in your own, your own room by yourself. He'll always be with that poison touch. And only Jesus can be with us for Let's just go for this one second. Lord God, we thank you that you're always with us. When we put our trust in Jesus, you don't forget us, Lord. You're not with us just some of the time you're with us. All of the time. You love us. You care for us. Help us to know, Lord God, when we are sad that you are there, when we're happy that you're there, wherever we're at, you're with us. Help us to know then that you will help us whenever we feel low, whenever we feel discouraged and down, that you will lift us up and help us, Lord Jesus, because when our trust is in you, you are with us for infinity. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, listen, just one thing yourself. I don't know. Do you know the actions to this? Do you know the beauty? I'm getting a shake of the head here. Is up. Be bold, be strong. Do you know the actions to this? Be bold, be no. No, you don't. Well, I'm not going to stand up here like a film game with nobody else. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, so, we're going to stand up and sing, Be bold, be strong, because the Lord your God is with you. And that's just a bit what we've been saying today, boys and girls. When your trust is in Jesus, you can be bold and you can be strong. You can be brave because He's always going to be with you. Let's stand up and sing this really well. And then, after we sing this, you're going to have out the children's church. Be bold, be strong.
to come to class with one of you next pay for the reason I have been paid for. Lord God, and we thank you that we can be bold and be strong. Put our faith and trust in Jesus. We can't be bold and strong in our own strength, Lord, because that's just what that means. And that depends upon all sorts of things. But we thank you, as we thought at the very beginning of the service, that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. And he helps us. Because he's always with his followers, he helps us to be bold and to be strong. And so, Lord God, today we, we pray for this word again. We pray especially for America, Lord, and we think in particular of that uh, terrible attack uh, Lord, that took place just a few days ago in Highland Park in Chicago. We think, Lord God, of the families of those who've lost loved ones. That you be with them in the utter heartbreak and senselessness of this. And we think, Lord God, Father, of those who've been injured, whether that be emotionally, or physically, or both, and we pray that you will draw near to them. We pray that, Father, in the midst of this hopelessness, that you will bring people near to Jesus, to his love, to his care, and to know his strength, to see them through what's just an absolute nightmare. Lord God, come to these folk, and we pray, Lord, against this evil, because evil is what it is. And, and Lord, we know that a lot worse evil would happen in our world far more often if you were not intervening and stepping into situations. And we pray, Lord God, you would turn people's hearts away from doing this evil towards Jesus and his love and his care for them. So, Father, we, we pray, we pray, Lord God, for every family affected by this disaster. We pray also, Heavenly Father, today um, for our country. Lord, um, we pray for a godly Prime Minister. Someone born with integrity, someone who would even love Jesus, would be wonderful. Someone who would do what's right, someone whose word would be true. Father, we would pray for that, and we, we've all been hearing about the electric candidates, Lord, we know all of it, and we don't believe them very much. And we would pray, Lord, simply for our Prime Minister who loves Jesus and who does what's right. That someone of integrity. We pray for that. We pray for, for Boris Johnson who's standing down with his family. We pray that you would draw Boris Johnson's heart to Jesus. We pray for real repentance in him and faith in the Lord Jesus. We pray that he may turn his life around and be gracious. Father, we pray to your God for the work of the gospel across the world. And we think of this island that you've placed us in. And we pray, Lord God, for two vacant congregations in County Donegal, Hakari Bart and Dunfanaki. We pray for them at this time of vacancy that you will be with them. We thank you, Lord, for exciting possibilities for them. We, we, we thank you, Lord, for how the new ministry post is configured that. 50% of it will be working amongst the, the congregations there. But 50% of it will also be pure outreach based on the Viewglass Centre in Carrigart. And so therefore we pray for a godly minister to be called there. Someone, Lord God, who will have a heart for Jesus and the people, a heart for outreach into those opportunities. And so we pray for that. And pray in the meantime we will encourage your people to keep living for Jesus and reaching out to the good news of Jesus. Lord, we pray for that. 
And Father, we pray too for First Rock Brian. And we thank you, Lord, for the exciting potential that exists here within the town and the wider community. And we pray, Lord, that you will continue to guide your people forward in your right way. We pray for a godly minister of your choosing uh, to be called to you, someone who will help you to work forward. We pray, Lord God, that you will undertake for that. We pray for convener, we pray for Colin, and for the church session, we need them and guide them in your right way. And Father, we pray for all of your people here. We pray that you'll draw near uh, to them. We pray for the work taking place over the summer thing. You'll bless and be at work on that. We pray for boys and girls and young people to hear about Jesus and to come to know him. And Father, we, we pray, Lord, for Mark as he spearheads that work. We encourage him and be with him that he would know your love. And Lord, bless every follower of Jesus here. Encourage each one as they walk behind the sea to help them to be bold and be strong because the Lord their God is with them and they will walk. So encourage them, we pray. And draw many to know Jesus of all ages who don't yet know love and follow him. We pray, Lord, for those who are unwell. We pray, Lord, for those who are hospital. We pray for a healing hand upon them. We pray, Father, for those who are weighed down by worries and cares and pressures of many times, that they would have their trust in Jesus and know that he is the same yesterday and today and forever, and that he will be the, the, the foundation and bedrock of their lives as they look to him and trust in him. We pray, Lord God, for refreshment for those who will be at holidays over the summertime at some point. And we pray, Father, that they would know your love and refreshment in every day. So, Father, hear our prayer, not because we deserve it, but because we ask it and bring it to you in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got a, a Bible, or can put it up on the phone, let me encourage you, please, just as I was encouraging you earlier on, to put it on a Bible, or put it on a phone at Joshua chapter 1, and at chapter 24, that would be helpful if you could follow along. That would be brilliant. I don't know about you, but uh, I love a good story. And uh, it's been a while, it's been a while since, it's been a while since I read Little Red Riding Hood. And some of you might have read it recently, maybe to a child or a grandchild. It's a great story, isn't it? And you know how it begins? Little Red Riding Hood's granny isn't well. And uh, I don't know whether Little Red Riding Hood's granny spoiled her or not, but Little Red Riding Hood wants to make sure if her granny's not well, she can go see her. And so she heads off through the woods with a wee basket of goodies for granny. But that's how the story begins. And then it begins kind of less well after that when the big bad wolf comes in the scene. Gobbles up Granny and gobbles up Little Red Riding Hood. That's how it all begins. Not a great beginning of something. Then how does it end? Well, it ends with the woodcutter coming on the scene, sorting out the big bad wolf, and managing to extract from the big bad wolf's bulging belly Granny and Little Red Riding Hood safe and sound. That's how the story starts. And that's how the story finishes. If you want to understand any story, I would suggest to look at the beginning 
Andre lidt af din ære. That's kind of really important. And that's why we looked at the beginning and the end of the story of Joshua earlier on. Because if we look at the beginning of the story, and if we look at the end of the story, I think it helps us to understand the bit in the middle as well. And so how does the story start? Well, the story of Joshua starts with a kind of a, a hostile, difficult world. I mean, Joshua is getting it tough. His first two jobs, when he leaves his apprenticeship, that we mentioned to the boys and girls earlier on, with Moses, his first two jobs are job number one, lead a whole nation across the River Jordan in full flood. I don't know about you, but if I'd taken over the leadership of a country, I wouldn't really fancy that to be my first job. And then his next job is, once he gets across the other side of the Jordan, defeat all the enemy nations that are there. As a hostile world, that's how it starts. And it ends with a hostile world as well, because at the end of the chapter, when we read it from earlier on, Joshua chapter 24, Joshua calls all the leaders and all the people, and he's basically saying to them, now you guys need to choose who you're going to follow. Are you going to go God's way, or are you going to go the way of the pagan nations all around you? So the story starts and ends with a hostile world. But alongside that hostile world, it's also the fact that by God's presence, his followers can triumph. And so the, the story of Joshua begins by him leading the, the people across the river Jordan, and it ends in triumph too, as he sends the people away to live for God. Can I put it in our terms? What we might say is this. By God's presence, Christians triumph in a hostile world. Whenever our trust is in Jesus, we can get through the ups and downs of life, whatever they are. And if we look at the kind of way this is laid out, in Joshua 1, we've got Joshua as a young man. In Joshua 24, we've got Joshua as an old man. And so the big message of that is that God is with us in every kind of life. He's with us when we're young, and he's with us when we're older too. God is with his followers in every kind of life. So what does that look like in practice? Well, here's the first thing. God with us in our golden days and our olden days. God is with his followers when we're in our prime and when we're near death's door. So do it with me first of all here. As we begin the book of Joshua, we see that God is with Joshua when Joshua is in his golden days, in his prime, when he's a young fellow, we would say. So he was most apprenticed, and now Moses is dead and gone, and Joshua, well in some ways he seems to be on his own. And he's got this big job to do. Look at me at chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. 
You've got to do the work, Joshua. You've got to lead the people. But I'm going to be with you every step of the way. You're not on your own. So God is with Joshua in his prime. And that's a massive thing. That's a massive thing for a couple of reasons. For one thing, Joshua is filling the boots with Moses, who was an absolute legend, spiritually speaking. I mean, Moses wasn't perfect, don't get me wrong. He was a sinner, just like the rest of us. He mucked up all the time. But here's a couple of examples of how, in many ways, Moses was a godly man. So I'll take you back to the book of Exodus. And to the time whenever God called Moses up onto Mount Sinai to give him the Ten Commandments and other laws uh, from God. And whenever Moses is up there, what are the people doing? <laughs> well, under the leadership of Moses' brother Aaron, they're making a golden calf, an idol to worship and sacrifice to. That's what they're doing. And so Moses, the godly man, is up with God, and all this ungodly rabble are down at the foot of Mount Sinai. And God's had enough of the people. And he says to Moses, I'm just going to write them all out and start it again. They're a disaster. What does Moses do? In Exodus 32 and verse 32, Moses basically comes before God and he prays. Here's his prayer. His prayer essentially is God, take these people and us wipe me out. Forgive them or else wipe me out along with them, Lord. What a prayer! What a prayer to pray. Take these people, Lord, or else just wipe me out along with them. What a godly man he was. Lots of other things mark Moses out as godly as being so close to God. But I just love this. Um, in Exodus 33, verse 11. I would love this. Thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face. A man speaks to this flag. Imagine God speaking to you face, just like I'm speaking to you now. Imagine God speaking to you face to face. Imagine God speaking to you one to one. As a man does his friend, that's what the Bible says. I mean, what a relationship with God Moses had. What a godly man he was. So godly, in fact, that. At the end of the book of Deuteronomy, so just before we get into the book of Joshua, Deuteronomy, Joshua, so the, the few verses we read just before we get to Joshua, here's how Moses is described. Basically, it says there was nobody like Moses until Jesus came. And there has not arisen, Deuteronomy 34, 10 to 12, there has not arisen a prophet since in Israel like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face, none like him. For all the signs and wonders the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt to Pharaoh and all his servants and all his land and for all the mighty power and the great deeds of terror that Moses did in the sight of Israel. This was the man Joshua was taking over from folks. They often say it's easier to take over from a duffer. Who a duffer is? Somebody's pretty good things. If you take over from a duffer, it's really easy. Anybody can follow a duffer. Because there's no following to do. Moses was no duffer. There was nobody else like him. And now he's dead. And Joshua has to take over the reins from Moses. I mean, what a task. So it's no small thing for God to be with Joshua in his golden days, in his uh, apprenticeship and then taking over from Moses. That was a massive thing. 
If you get chapter 1, verse 5, here's the encouragement for Joshua. Just God says to Joshua, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. That big hero of yours, Joshua, that big hero of the Israelite people, you see the way I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you just the same. Wow. God with us in our golden days. One other thing about this promise from God to be with Joshua in his time. Um, this promise to give God's people the land of Canaan is a fulfillment of a promise that God had made long, long, long ago. Let's just remind ourselves of the promise, chapter 1 of Joshua 1 and 2. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead, and I therefore arise. Go over this Jordan, you and all this people into the land I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. That promise is now 600 years old. 600 odd years old. And God says to Joshua, you're the guy I'm going to fulfill this promise to. Now 600 years later, God's about to fulfill his promise to give to the Israelites a land of their own, and God is going to fulfill that promise to Joshua. Wow. <laughs> I mean, what a privilege for Joshua. God is going to be with him in his golden days. And that's no small thing, as we have seen. That's the start of the book. How does the book of Joshua end then in chapter 24? Well, not only is God with Joshua in his golden days of his time, when he was a young fellow, but God is also with him in his olden days. Um, if you look with me at the end of the book, at chapter 24 of Joshua, you meet Joshua as an old man. We were saying he was gone. And uh, he calls, Joshua calls together all the people of Israel and the leaders, and this is his last chance to address the nation before he dies. And I notice that Joshua quotes God directly. And notice, notice the emphasis here on I. So, God, God is basically saying to you, I did this and, and I did that. So if you look at me here at chapter 24, verses 2 to 13, and this is a, a whole kind of summary of God's faithfulness to his people. And this is a promise to Joshua in his olden days. So Joshua 24, and beginning at verse 2. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, this is what God is saying. Long ago, this is God speaking, long ago, God says, your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah, the father of Abraham, and Nahor, and they served other gods. They were a bunch of pagans, right? This is who the people of Israel came from. They came from a bunch of pagans whom God called them out of. Now, God steps in, verse 3, this is God speaking. Then says God, notice, I, I, God, took your father Abraham from beyond the river and led them through all the land of Canaan and made his offspring many. I, says God, gave him Isaac, and to Isaac I gave Jacob and Esau, and I, says God, gave Esau the hill country of Seir to possess, but Jacob and his children went down to Egypt. And I, says God, sent Moses and Aaron, and I plagued Egypt with what I did in the midst of it, and afterwards I brought you out, says God. Verse 6. Then I brought your fathers out of Egypt, and you came to the sea. And the Egyptians pursued your fathers with chariots and horsemen to the Red Sea. And when they cried to the Lord, He, God, put darkness between you and the Egyptians, 
and may the sea come upon them and cover them. And your eyes, says God, saw what I did in Egypt. And you lived in the wilderness a long time. Then I, says God, worked beautiful out of the Amorites, who lived on the other side of the Jordan. They fought with you, and I gave them into your hand. And you took possession of the land I destroyed before them. Verse 9, then Balak, son of Zippor, king of Moab, arose and fought against Israel. He sent and invaded the and invited Balaam, the son of Beor, to curse you. But, says God, verse 10, I would not listen to Balaam, and made me bless you, so I delivered you out of his hand. And you went over the Jordan and came to Jericho, and the leaders of Jericho fought against you. And also the Amorites, Perizzites, Canaanites, Hittites, the Gergesites, and Hittites, and the Jebusites, and, says God, I give them into your hand, and I sent the hornet ahead of you, but strove them out before you. The two kings of the Amorites, it was not your sword or by your bow. I, says God, gave you a land in which you have not needed, and cities that you have not found, and you dwell in them. You eat fruit of vineyards and olive orchards that you did not find. You see it? You see what God is saying? I did this, I did that. It was all me who did this for you, says God. I've been with you, Joshua, down through the years, and not only you, but your people for generations, I've been with them. Then after Joshua delivers his final address to Israel and their leaders, you read this in Joshua 24, verses 28 and 29. So Joshua sent the people away, every man to his inheritance. And after these things, Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died, being 110 years old. See the point? Not only has God been with him, been with Joshua in his old age, God has been with his people in Israel the whole way through their history, right up to the present age. I've been with you, says God. God is with us when we are trusting in him. He is with us in our golden days and in our golden days. Let me pause for a moment and introduce you Bit shy. Where is she? Where did she go? Can you put Jim up for me there? This is very sensitive. You're up there if you can. She's worth me. Ah, there she's worth me at the door, isn't she? Now that's Jim. And Jim is our minute of schnauzer. We all love her. I think we If you've got a dog, you love your dog. We all love our dogs. We're just free. And we love our dogs because our dogs are here. So, in the morning time, when everybody else is working their way wherever they're at, and I'm working in my study, Jim comes into my study and she's there with me every morning. Nobody else, there's nobody else there. There's just Jim and I, just the two of us in my study, and she lies down beside me um, in a wee basket. So Jim's with me in the morning. And then if I might be doing things the rest of the day, I say at the minute night time, if it's not too late and she hasn't been put to bed, Jim is there for me in the evening. I wag her tail for night, come back and I get a nice coat for her and she jumps up and you know the kind of thing. So she's with me, she's kind of with me at the start of my day and at the end of my day. And she's been like that this past 10 years or so in our family. She's with us. She's with me. And that's fantastic. But you know, folks, I know somebody far more special than you. 
Het was hij ons van die dag. En het is gewoon te laten. En, en die people come in the way of our life. Vrouwen, ik ben together. Only God can be with us all the way through in every circumstance, in every situation, in our golden days and our olden days. Only God can walk through life with us. From we've been babies until the day we die, only God can be with us every step of the way. Nobody else can be. Only God is ever present. Only God's covenant love is never giving up, never failing, always and forever love can sustain. The psalmist says about God in Psalm 89, verse 8, O Lord of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you. Folks, I want to say, not only is God's faithfulness all around him, it's all around us too, from what follows him. His faithfulness surrounds us day and night, from the time we've been babies, until the last breath we take, and forever, when our trust is in Jesus, his faithfulness will never, ever, ever let us down. If you're following Jesus today, you are free now. And I hope you realize how blessed you are. If you don't, this is a real reminder to you and to me of how blessed we are to have a faithful God who will never let us down. There is no situation in your life, folks, God will not be with you through. Whether you're a young person or an older person in your golden days or your olden days, there's not one circumstance you will meet this week or any week that God will not be with you in it. Because he is the same. Yesterday and today and forever, Hebrews 13 and 8 says of Jesus. He's never going to let you down. I mean, how amazing is that? What a great encouragement that is for you today if you follow Jesus. And what a great reason for you to commit your life to this God, this eternal, ever-present God, whose covenant love is never feeling, never giving up, never missing. Now, if you're not following Jesus today, why not? Why aren't you following Jesus? What good reason do you have for not following him? Because here is a clinker of a reason to begin to follow Jesus. That he will always be that in every situation. Who else is going to do that for you? Who are they? Answers nobody. Only God can do that. He went to send to the every situation. What a great reason to give your heart to Jesus. So that's the big message of this. God with us in our golden days and our golden days. One other thing, much more briefly than we're done, is to do with the millions. To do with the millions. So this book is called Joshua. And here's the second thing. God with us through Joshua's faith, Jesus. God with us through Joshua's faith, Jesus. Um, Joshua and Jesus are two forms of the same name. They just mean, they mean that the Lord is salvation. They sing a, a song sometimes, says, the Lord is my salvation. We're really singing the name of Joshua or Jesus. The Lord is salvation. That's what the name Joshua and the name Jesus both mean. And for now, I just want you to notice this. That the Joshua who led the people into God's promised land of that he was the forerunner of Jesus who would lead God's people into the promised land of God's salvation. I mean, 
Joshua would lead the people across the river Jordan and full flood into the promised land. He would do that. What would enable him to do that? One nation of people. With a few Gentiles, a few non-Jews sown in. But what does Jesus do? Jesus leads everyone of every background who will trust in him to the promised land of his salvation. And he himself will be with them. Matthew 1 and 23, we know it well. We often read it at Christmas time. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They shall call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. I mean, when our trust is in Jesus, we've got himself. How amazing is that? God himself will be there with us. I mean, Joshua was a great fellow. I mean, Joshua was a kind. Joshua was the kind of, of leader that every church would love a whole time of. I mean, he was godly, he was wise, he was dependable, he was faithful to God. Joshua was godly. But folks, he wasn't God. Joshua was godly, but he wasn't God. Um, I want to explain to you like this. If you're not well, let's say you end up in the A and A lazy right? And you end up in A&E and Daisy Hill, and uh, it's always really busy in all the other A&E departments, and the staff are rushed out, so you've seen it and so have I. But you go into the A&E department of Daisy Hill, and uh, there's a junior doctor there. And the junior doctor, he's really bright, he's clever, and he's really caring. And he does his very best for you, and he examines you, and, and so on, but he hasn't got a clue what you're but then Mrs. Richards comes around the corner, and Mrs. Richards is a consultant. And she's seen it all before. And so she also was kind and caring. And she examines you, but because she's seen it all before, she knows exactly what your problem is, and she begins to set it right. You see, having a bright, caring junior doctor with you is good. But it's the expert who makes the difference. It's Mrs. Richards who puts you on your feet again. And folks, it's like that with Jesus. We haven't got Joshua going ahead of us. We haven't got the understanding. We've got God himself with us and in us when we have Jesus in our hearts. And folks, that's what makes a difference on a Monday morning. That's what changes things. So, we can have God with us in every stage of life. That's what Jesus' followers can say and know. And when you follow Jesus, you can leave this earth today with that real sense of contentment and peace in your heart when you've got Jesus with you. You can say and know that when your trust is in Jesus, you've got himself with you through Jesus, and he is God with us as our Saviour and Rescuer. And that's who you have with you this week and every week. And what does that mean for you if you follow Jesus? Well, it means if you're trusted in Jesus, you can leave you with confidence. Confidence because he's rescued you from your sin and he's your saviour. And, and his blessing is poured out upon you every day. And let's leave here today if we follow Jesus with fresh thankfulness in our hearts. And you have Jesus with you in every situation. He's with you this week when you work with that difficult work coming. He is with you when you've got pressures at home and hassles at home. 
He's with you when you've got a friend who's going through difficult times and you think, what can I say to that person? Well, you know when God is with you, he will help you and give you more. And because God himself is with you as your saviour, you can be brave. You can be a brave Christian this week and every week. You can be brave to live for Jesus at home or school or at work or with your friends. And hardly any of them are Christians. You can be a brave Christian man. And you can be a brave Christian and take it a step further and say something for Jesus to your friends who will tell them who don't follow Jesus. You can be brave because God is with you through Jesus. But maybe, maybe you haven't taken a trust in Jesus. Maybe you haven't got him in your heart. Maybe you're not following him. Maybe he's not with you everywhere. Maybe you're not trusting in him. Maybe he's not your savior. And if he's not, why not ask him today to become your savior? Why, why not put your trust in Jesus? Maybe you think to yourself today, that, Kenny, I'm a pretty good person. I don't really need Jesus. I hope you've seen from God's word today that you're not a pretty good person and neither am I, we're all a bunch of sinners. And that's why, why Joshua needed God with him. And that's why Jesus came to be God with us, to forgive us by his dying, dying on the cross and rising again and coming to sit at home in our hearts. I hope you see today you're not a pretty good person, that you need Jesus as much as I need him or the next person needs him. Or maybe you think this is too good to be true. I mean, how could God really come into my heart and be there and be with me everywhere? As I try to think of your objections this morning and listen to them, I would ask that you would listen to God's word. And go away with this thought in your heart and in your mind. If you give your, your heart and life to Jesus, he'll be with you every day and forever. He'll be with you in your olden days. And he'll be with you in your golden days and every good time you Don't we need this? Don't we need this God? Put your trust in him. And he'll be with you in your young days, in your prime, in your golden days, and in your golden days as you breathe your last breath and you take your hand and leave you to that in your head. We all need this. We all need God folks. We need Jesus to bring us to Lord God, we have no words for this, not to me. We've prayed about that already, different situations. Prayed about our own nation, the needs of our Jesus. We've all got needs, Lord, in our family. In our own situations at work or in study. With our friends, we've all got cares and burdens and concerns. Thank you, Lord God, you haven't left us, but have your own to me. Thank you instead you've sent Jesus to be God with us. God with us as our Saviour and Rescuer. God with us as our shepherd and guide. God with us in the ups and downs of life. God with us to forgive our sins. God with us in our golden days and our golden days and every day in between. And God with us for infinity. For we know love and follow Jesus. If we follow him already, leave us, leave us to leave you with fresh encouragement in our hearts. And if we don't yet know love and follow Jesus, bring us to know that we will know God with us. Every day and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Well, folks, none of us know, know what lies around the corner. None of us can see into the future. None of us know the exact circumstances of our lives and what they will be. But when our trust is in Jesus, he is with us in our golden days 
and they're holding their fist down there and saying, I do not know what lies ahead, but I know the 